0: Welcome to another episode of the Courtside Conference Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Scott. And as usual with me is the boss man, Derek. D, how you doing, brother? I think I'm good, bro. How you been? I'm pretty good. I can't complain. Good, and today we have a special guest, the man with the master plan, who pioneered um, the bubble experiment. We got Keith Smith from Southwest Block with us today. How you doing, Keith?
1: I'm doing well. You're you're too kind. You're building me up too much, man.
0: <laughs> nah, you deserve it. you deserve it. Most definitely. It was a little step to trail first, but the plane went off though. So judge so, you, you do.
1: <laughs> there it is.
0: Hopefully the NBA like um cut you a check pretty soon.
1: Yeah, I I don't think that one's in the mail.
0: No, we don't send some letters. We don't we don't get right on. That's as soon as we finish recording this. There yeah. it is. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> But all right, but you're a Celtics fan, just like we are, though. So you might tell us how you became a fan.
1: Yeah, I grew up in Massachusetts. Um I grew up just south of Boston. Uh, my teams that I grew up on were the um, 80s and 90s teams with Larry Bird. So Mm -hmm. as a kid, you know, growing up in in the Boston area, Larry Bird was uh, basically the greatest thing ever. (laughs) Um, You know, and I I will uh, fight that to to the end. Um, Yeah, and uh, for me, it was, um, you know, I I like baseball, I like football, um, but basketball just, man, it captured me right from the beginning as a kid. And I've never, you know, um, loved another sport the same way that I love basketball. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been a while, but, um, you know, I, I absolutely love it. I love it as much now as I did you know, when I first started watching games.
0: Oh, so also, also how'd you, um, so you live in Florida now, right? I do.
1: Yeah. I, li- I live, uh, in the Orlando, in you,
0: Orlando area. Yeah. How long you been down there?
1: Uh, geez uh, about 20 well over 20 years now um it's about 22 total i came down here uh went back home and finished up school and then came back down here again so so it's been a while i've been been down here almost as long as i lived in mass so which is is a whole scary thought because I don't really want to ever <laughs> call myself a Floridian, but uh, you know. Um, but, but then we have days like today where it's where it's like in the 60s outside and I'm absolutely freezing. Yeah. So yeah, that's how it goes. You don't Honestly.
0: want the um, you don't want the Florida man, Tad. Um, no, you? <laughs> not if I can avoid it. <laughs> so you moved down there for work, school, family.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did. I um, did an internship with Disney. Um, loved it I wanted to uh, come back to work for Disney again so uh, after I went home I finished up school I stayed connected with the company Um, and then excuse me and then I came back uh, down here did did another internship which that led into full-time and and I worked for Disney for uh, almost 20 years um, total time and then I left them in the tail end of February to cover the NBA full-time
0: Awesome. You're still freelancing, or you have a full time job for still a
1: freelancing? Yeah, I was um set up in in a pretty good way with uh, NBC Sports and Slam Magazine, and unfortunately, when the pandemic you know hit, they they were hit as well, and I ended up having to get um you know uh, furloughed from from both of those places. So yeah. uh, I'm still with a couple places freelance, but you know we're we're hopeful. You know something will pop eventually.
0: Oh, yeah, some will probably. you. Do um really good work for what it's worth, so some will find you. Almost definitely.
1: I appreciate that. Thank you so much.
0: No problem. No problem. Probably one of my favorite like cap guys on the timeline. Who always are uh, real deep in that that's too hard for me to figure out on my own. So I appreciate you guys. I really No <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah, man, it's a uh, yeah, it's a labor of love. That's no doubt.
0: <laughs> definitely, definitely. So though, um, your wife and kids doing great during this time.
1: Yeah, every, everything is good. You know, they're they're good. Um, yeah, we're 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 doing well. Uh, thankfully, it's um, you know we, we we we've we've stayed healthy. Everybody in the family stayed healthy. So you know, I'm gonna knock on wood real quick, and
0: hopefully, right. it stays that way. That's great. How was your holiday?
1: Yeah, it was good. You know, low key. Um we 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 followed the rules. We didn't do any big gatherings or get all crazy with, you know, big parties or anything. We 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 kept it small, just us and uh and hung out and then uh yeah, you know, with NBA free agency going on <laughs> over it. It was uh you know, there was a lot of basketball time
0: happening. A lot of basketball. <laughs> and let's get into some basketball. We finally had the Jordan Hayward Soccer coming to an end. Um just yesterday, really. Thank God, yeah. he's gone to what the harness for one twenty, and what did we send over there? Some second round pits in exchange yep. for the um, trade exception. Yep. So how does that work? Is everybody saying we don't have the full one because we're hard capped, right?
1: Yeah, so, well, they have the full trade exception. Unfortunately, they can only use part of it. Um, So how how that works is anytime in an NBA trade, when you send one player out and you take back less money than you bring in, you create a trade exception for the difference. Now, with the Celtics in this case, they didn't take a single player back. Um, So really what they did was they paid the Hornets in terms of second round picks to get to, to do a sign and trade for Gordon Hayward. The Hornets, you know, they, they didn't do anything different than what they were going to do anyway. It doesn't change anything on their side or on Hayward's side. So they get a couple of second round picks really for nothing, just for being, you know, good partners. So what, what ends up, um, tapping is Celtics created about a $28.5 million um, uh, trade exception. And then what, what will happen now is, um, the Celtics will have that to use for, for one year, um, trade exceptions are good for a year. So what, what now what happens with the hard cap because they signed Tristan Thompson to the full, uh, um, mid-level exception of about 9.3 million. Mm -hmm. What happens there is if you use the full mid-level, you become hard capped. And that's at about six million above the luxury tax line is where the hard cap line is so what the celtics can do is they could go trade for a player who makes let's call it about 21 million um in that it, it's close enough in that range um so they would go um get that uh that that player you know sign him for um toward not sign but trade for a player for 21 million uh, who makes up to 21 million, and then that would keep them under the hard cap. Anything other than that, they'd have to send some money out um, to increase the amount of that trade exception
0: they can use. Okay, and are they able to split that between more than one player or can only be used on one player?
1: No, yeah, it can be split up. That's the, the good part okay. about a trade exception. You could go you know, get a, you know, a guy who makes 10 million and another guy who makes 10 million and, and you're good. As long as the salary for the player or the players that are coming in fit inside the trade exception, Um it, it works. There, there's no issue there. What you can't do is that they also have a trade exception for about 4.7 from Ennis Canter being traded, and then another one for about 2.6 from when okay. Vincent Poirier was traded. And you,
0: and you can't use those three in conjunction with each other, right? Correct.
1: You can't add right. them all together. So they okay. can't take the 28, the 5, and the 2, and add them all up and go get a $35 million guy. That That doesn't work you also can't add the 28 million dollar trade exception to the um to a player so they could like add it to a yellow you know, player who makes 10 million and go get a 38 million dollar player it doesn't work yeah. that way um, so so you you can use them and it's all good you just don't have to to push it you know too far that way
0: okay i forgot we had um the other two so that gives us a little bit of leeway
1: yeah. Yeah, them. it does. You know, the little, little, little pieces like that, that they, they can come in helpful, you know, down the line.
0: Definitely. Are there any names you have on top of your head you think will help?
1: You know, there, there's a ton of guys. I mean, there, there's, it's like 300 something guys <laughs> within that Hayward one. Right. So yeah. you know, we, we could uh, sit here and go through the whole list of, you know, he's good. He's not, he's good. He's not. Um, But you know, it, it's, I, for me i think this is going to be something that is going to be used later um Mm -hmm. you know maybe around the trade deadline um potentially it'll get used um uh in next off season because again it'll carry into next off season um so i I don't think the celtics are going to be any big rush to use this on trade exception just because there really isn't a point to that there there is um uh you know, no, no big rush to, um, to, to use it right now. The roster is basically done. Um, I think, you know, with adding uh, Tristan Thompson and Jeff Teague today, officially, I think the Celtics are pretty much done unless something really great comes their way unexpectedly. They're probably not making any more additions right now. The, the other challenge is with this year specifically because of the COVID concerns and all that, um, these teams are already, you know, training camp's going to last for what feels about five minutes. Um, before we get into games so these guys need to get in there get their work done and get um get moving on um with that so the last thing you want to be doing is is you know we're a big roster shakeup right now just as guys are starting to get back into town
2: definitely definitely do you think it's um possible <coughs> they might go after like a veteran point guard with kimba possibly being sidelined for the start of the season
1: yeah, and, you know, it could happen, but I think um, it is more likely what you're going to see them do is um, let that roll and then see what develops as the season goes along. Um, you know, and there are a lot of guys for, uh, you know, if you went for $4.7 uh, million trade exception, the Cantor one, there's a lot of different, um, uh, you know, guys you could bring in. Um, on that one without having to even dip into that big uh, Hayward trade exception um, because there's just a lot of guys who make money in that range um, I think you know what they did with adding Jeff Teague is that's the protection a little bit for if, if Walker can't play um, you know Jeff Teague's a guy you can you know push in he can either slide up to be the primary backup or he could start some games. He's done a lot of that over his career. Um, you know, Jeff Teague's not going to come in and score 25 points a game mm-hmm. like Kemba does, and you know, do all this great stuff. But he's going to be steady. He's going to be solid, and that's what I think they were looking for. And then beyond that, they've got um, they they've got uh, you know Marcus Smart, of course, you know, can yeah. do a lot of the primary ball handling. And then you have um, Peyton Pritchard and Tremont Waters as your you know deeper depth guys behind yeah. Walker. I like to a lot. Them. Yeah, I like him too. You know, and I think they did, you know, good work to get him back on a two-way contract. I think you know this year, two-way contracts are kind of more just a you know, real true extension of the roster. Guys are gonna be up so much that I don't think it's um you know overly likely we're gonna see uh Tremont Waters, you know, spend a lot of time in the G League just because guys they're gonna want to have that. And I think for Boston specifically, they are definitely gonna be um uh, sitting combat at times you know whether it's due to injury or rest he, he's not going to play um you know the full bow uh like he normally would
0: right right and uh i like the what's the kid named the nesmith that's the guy yeah, who nesmith last... yep. yeah i like him uh a lot with the core players so i think grant just a lot more minutes he can kind of play make a little bit too If that's yeah like what he, he, uh, um like... he
1: could. Do a little bit. He He's more of a going to be a, a shooter initially Yeah, definitely. in the league. You're not going to see him do too much playmaking. But the good news is, right, we saw at the end of last season, really right before the season went on pause and then in the bubble, uh, Jason Tatum's ability to take Absolutely. on increased playmaking. You know, yeah. it was really big so so I think I think that's going to be uh, yeah. you know, something to keep an eye on as well I think you know I think the Celtics kind of work best they, you know they, they don't have the uh Chris Paul type where it's put it in his hands he's going to run and set the offense and you know run pick and roll and then run it again and then run it again yeah. it's it's more you know just get into to sets, get into plays and, you know, everybody better be able to do a little bit of handling um, and a little bit of passing. And that's when they will right. you know, function
2: best as an offense. Are right. We they do a much-
0: little playmaking by committee and rebound by committee, stuff like that. Go ahead there. Yeah.
2: Are we pretty much giving up on Carson Edwards at this point?
1: Uh, I'm <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's close. He's going to have to show a lot. I don't think I never felt like Carson Edwards was going to be a point guard. In the NBA, I thought his best hope was to come in and be kind of one of those um, microwave bench score type of guys who comes in and, you know, he just, you know, if he, if he's got it going, you play him, if he doesn't, you sit him. And unfortunately, you know, he, you know, very little did he, did he show even with that um, ability to do that. And that, that's, that's a little bit upsetting, right? Because that was the hope for him. Um, Now, that was also putting a lot on a guy who was a second round pick. Yeah. you know so maybe he just needed a year or two to get used to the nba but when you're his size you know and you're roughly you know six feet six feet one and um you're not a great ball hander you're not a great passer he doesn't have tremendous speed you got to knock down those open shots otherwise it's right. going to be really tough for you to make an impact
0: definitely, definitely. i think he kind of had like a little confidence issues last season too which really helped so like i said maybe another year we will doing some good now he's got used to it so yeah, definitely
1: we'll too. Think about a guy like Cam too, who was coming off that ridiculous NCAA tournament run. You know, yeah. a little, you know, now what feels like you know, forever ago, year and a half ago, <laughs> or whatever it was. Um, you know, he he's had played fantastic in that run. So I think what you're kind of looking at um there is this is just now he's just he's he's came into the NBA. It was a different game for him. Um, My worry more is he didn't play great um, with Maine in the G League Mm -hmm. either. And I always worry if a guy's not down there lighting it up in the G League, I start to worry, is he going to have it at the NBA level?
0: Yeah, right. Hopefully. And they said Romeo is supposed to get his test off, I think, later this week or top of next week.
1: Sorry, I had to put it on mute there. So it wasn't coughing in everybody's ears. Um, Yeah, he's going to get his uh, he's going to get his cast off, then he'll get reevaluated. That'll set his timeline a little better. We'll we'll have a sense now media, you know, availabilities will be getting started um, here on the podcast. you know, in the next couple of days as the team's getting everybody back together in Boston. So we'll get a better sense on um, where Romeo is actually at. Um, it sounds like, though, what Danny Ainge had said uh, pre-draft was that Romeo Langford was probably going to be out, um, you know, into sometime in January, maybe even February, which makes yeah. sense just if you look at the surgery he had, um, which is, you know, that's such a bummer because this is a guy who lost all of last offseason, then he, you know, got very little time in the bubble um, because he was still hurting and then, you know, got, got injured again. And now, you know, for all that this offseason has been cut short, he is really kind of missing his, um, you know, his, uh, you know, development time here. So that's that's pretty tough.
0: Right. I think he can be a, um, a really good contributor if he can if he can break. I think there's a spot open for him this year, more yeah. so than last year, even if he was healthy. I'm not sure how much he have. Would you have been able to play. So we had a, such a deep win rotation already, but we just lost yeah, Hayward. Hey, sorry Semis to interrupt. Play a lot. Oh, you do, you do. Yeah, that, that was it.
1: You know, man, with the... um. <laughs> with the idea with with hayward being out you know we looked like all right maybe romeo can slide in there uh right we all knew hayward was going to leave at some point in the bubble anyway uh for the birth of his child so it was like well maybe romeo can slide in there just you know this this guy just can't stay healthy so far so you know i'm uh that 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 worries me you know is that he is um you know, is he, you know, is he ever going to get past this? Because now this is really we're starting to look at three straight years. If you go back to his year in, um, in uh, Indiana as well yeah. as a freshman there, he wasn't healthy either. So that's, that's really concerning of three straight years, you know, kind of being waylaid by injuries at his um, age. That's again, that's a lot of court time lost.
0: Yeah. A lot of reps he's not getting what he really needs to, so
2: yep absolutely
0: sorry
2: yeah um okay so you you were, earlier you were talking about the uh trade deadline um with the with the season being shortened is it um when is that deadline going to be because i don't even <laughs> know when the the all-star break
1: <laughs> no you're good man you're not the only one nobody knows on yeah, um, yeah. the trade deadline yeah. they haven't announced it
2: yet okay. um
1: okay uh you know they they announced it basically everything else except for that okay. um and there is some question of one of the things that they're kind of looking at um i was told was maybe pushing the trade deadline um no i don't want to say later um mm-hmm. but you know this season is shortened um right. so one of the things they were looking at is you know where, could we put it at a time where hopefully by then there's a vaccine and COVID has calmed down because right. the last thing teams want to do is trade for a guy. And then he goes somewhere where he's going to go through a 14 day quarantine you know. and, you know, with his new, yeah. new team, because that, you know, that's two weeks lost out of a shortened season is tough. Um, the all-star break. We, we do know that that's going to be um, uh, in uh, February is when that'll hit so that that'll hit um there's no all-star game this year right. um so it's really just going to be a week off for everybody okay. and then they will get back together um and you'll get get everything moving down the stretch after
0: that okay so are they still gonna announce all stars for the sake they of are, their yep. contracts so
1: yeah they- yeah they'll still announce all stars um i assume they'll still be voting um you know, the other fan voting like, like there usually is that uh, that would make sense to me um but yeah they are still going to move forward um down that path because what they want to do is make sure guys are still getting the recognition it's just not the right time and place to host a big you know event where you know that that's like the nba super bowl kind of where you know a million people pour into one place and you got the all-star weekend and then the game and all the events and stuff around it they they don't want to have that and i don't think they want anybody to um to uh, you know, miss out on the spectacle, and it was supposed to be in uh, Indianapolis this year, mm-hmm. uh, you know where the Pacers play, and it mm-hmm. was. Um, and that now is being uh, changed. They didn't want them to lose out, so they're going to get the All Star Game. I think in twenty twenty four or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. It's just been pushed back a few
2: years. Gotcha, gotcha. That feels a little weird though, because, and, <coughs> and correct me if I'm wrong. But does it not feel like like at the beginning of the season? Because we're starting in December, right? <laughs> yep. So that's like a month and a half or so. <laughs> Like, how are we supposed to be on yeah, to let me, sell? Let me look. I'll, I'll get the exact timing <laughs> for
1: you. Because that, that's so weird. <laughs> I'm going to give you kind of the disclaimer, man. Everything's weird. Yeah. It's super weird. <laughs> no, <laughs> every, all, everything feels weird with this year. And isn't
0: trade uh, season still the same week it would start usually, like, even though there are no games prior to that day?
1: Yeah, we, we don't know, um, you know, on the uh, you know when when that uh, whole trade, you know, windows will open up and all that stuff. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit um, uh, on that one before we have a full understanding oh, so. with that. So yeah, it, it's Feb- February fourteenth was supposed to be the uh, the 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 All Star weekend. Um, this year and then uh you know clearly that's that's not uh not <laughs> happening so all-star week i think they're calling it now um this year and then then that'll be um you know that'll that'll be what it'll be um but yeah well we're, we're gonna get uh you know basically a week off which i'll be honest it's gonna come quick but after yeah. the way everything has gone to this point i'm not exactly upset <laughs> because uh, i i'll be ready for it. all-star break march 5th to 10th is one it'll be okay, um, okay. For, for that and then what i'll also say too is this season's gonna look different in you know so many ways um but, but this year they're gonna do um the season's gonna be split in halves so they're gonna do um do the first half right up to the all-star break and then that all-star break from back will be the second half okay. um and the reason they're doing that is to allow flexibility if they have postponements and cancellations Okay. that they need to move around for games so so we're only going to get whenever we get the schedule which that's like the other thing people are like when are we getting the schedule when are we getting that yeah. um that'll come i'm guessing probably within the next week i'll uh-huh. we'll get the schedule considering games start three weeks from tomorrow yeah um We'll. we'll <laughs> that's uh, crazy yeah i know right <laughs> um but we're only going to get the first half um so okay. we'll get 36 games or so in that range um for each team because remember it's only a 72 game season this year too
2: and yeah. and and there's no bubble, right? It's everybody. No bubble, no. Normal. Yeah. So I everybody's gonna I be support. playing. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, everybody's gonna be playing in uh, empty arenas okay. uh, for now. The only team that had announced plans to have fans for sure, was the Oklahoma City Thunder, and they backtracked on that today. Okay. Um, they decided yeah. they're not going to do that, so that they're gonna um, get into. Uh, you know, um, it's going to be different um you know with, with no fans and then we'll you know just kind of kind of move move it along now so look a little bit uh, i think like major league baseball did um you know just the difference is right with baseball you fly in you play three four games in a city right and then you fly out and you go go to the next place for the next uh uh series and you know basketball you're going to come in but it, but they're going to try to do it where it's like if you're coming into uh new york you're going to play the knicks the nets probably the sixers the celtics all in one swoop and then you'll okay. go um rather than each cool. uh, east coast team taking two west coast trips are probably going to take one So when the Celtics go to the West Coast, they'll be gone for probably, you know, two and a half, three weeks maybe um, to play all the teams out there. And then they'll come (laughs) back home, Um, going for a week. And then, you know, a few months later, they
0: go for another week. Yeah, we said um a few episodes back the Florida trip was gonna be the one that on um, got the player. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, the, the Florida there. triangle now versus yeah, the old Texas in, um, triangle.
0: Miami <laughs> for like a whole week or so. Miami or uh, in Orlando for like a whole week. Yeah, yeah. And we're <laughs> we'll some of them boys inside.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. They they'll need to uh they they'll need to uh, you know Magic will need to use that to their best recruiting, and they want the teams coming here and you know, January, February, where it's like, see, it's 75 degrees. Yeah. You know, we've got cap space in a couple of years.
2: Yeah. And, right. and Toronto is going to be in Florida this season, right? In Tampa, right? Tampa. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yep. The Raptors are going to play at least start the season in Tampa. Okay. Um, We don't – Um. We don't know how long, because we don't know how long Canada's going to be closed. Essentially, yeah. um, so that was the challenge. Was they Jeez. weren't going to be able to, you know, come in and out of Canada, them or the opponents. Right. So they they uh, decided that they'll move to Tampa. So yes, yeah, so they're going to play, you know, really for them, a, you know, second straight year down here in in Florida.
0: Gee, so that's um, so that's like two and a half weeks in both California and Florida. Though, teams are looking at?
1: Well, I think the Florida trip, I, I don't, I don't know how, you know, that one, cause I mean, that's a three hour flight from Boston, mm-hmm. you know, and that's about as far away in the East coast as you get. So, you know, that, that one's probably more come down, play, you know, three games in five or six days and then then you'll head back up but, no, okay. but yeah it's more of the coast to coast um yeah. But yeah, it, yeah i do think though when teams come into florida they'll play the magic the raptors and the celtic or the celtics the heat um you know if the celtics come in they'll play those three teams and you know pretty uh quick fashion and then they'll get out and and move on and all
2: that stuff Oh,
0: true, true, gotcha and so
2: Texas uh with Oklahoma, that'd be the same thing,
1: right? Spurs, Houston. Yeah, Spurs, Houston. Rockets, Mavs, Thunder. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yep. It's almost
1: gonna be like little pods, regional pods where you'll you'll go in, but now you want it's not a true you know, bubble because you're gonna go from Dallas to Houston to San Antonio, but yeah, senses you're at least in the same region.
0: And just like how you go to the Midwest, you play the Pistons, the Bulls, the Pacers. Yep. And Most those likely. Across, yeah. That's oh, true. That's cool. cool. Yeah. That's cool. true, that's cool. that's cool. All mm-hmm. right, now um, and recently the class of twenty seventeen signed their extensions this offseason. Think who was it? Tatum, Bam, Fox, and Mitchell. Yep. All got um the four matches and Brandon Ingram, he's from the previous level. He got his match since he had the blood clot issues last year. It was trying to help him up a bit.
1: Yeah, he, he was from the previous year's draft class. Yeah. So um, so what happened with him was his contract expired. He was a restricted free agent. So his mm-hmm. max kicks in this year, yeah. whereas Tatum, Mitchell, Adebayo, and Fox, their max extensions will kick in oh, yeah.
0: next year. Right. Unless I always say, I'm glad um, Jalen signed his max, um, his contract a year early. He definitely got the max from like, some other team this year, or maybe even us. <laughs>
1: yeah he yeah no absolutely it was and that was part of the reason why the celtics wanted to get that done because they knew that atlanta charlotte um memphis which they ended up making trades and not having cap space um but had they knock on that road they knew those teams were sitting there ready to give jalen a max offer sheet and the celtics would have then you know been in a position where they would have had to match it um you know so i think uh yeah, you know, I, I think it's, um, you know, that they, they did well to get him because they also got him for less than the max, you know, which yeah, is, is definitely.
0: Huge. He's going to bust him in the head in a couple of years when time <laughs> That's it has to be Yeah, If he <laughs> keeps so going too. this way, yeah, they ain't getting
1: him less than the max again. <laughs> get
0: that money, my boy. <laughs> but uh, now there's one deal that stands out. It was on um, BAMs. He got the full five years with no option after year four.
1: Yep. And Fox, same
0: thing. And Fox, and uh, yeah. Yep. But um, with Bam, people were saying he should, they if he held out a year, it would make their chances of signing Giannis a bit easier, which I think was pretty absurd. You don't tell a guy who actually <laughs> finally earned his money he has to wait for somebody to possibly yeah. come play with him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those where you put you put you know faith and trust yeah. in the organization, right? The Spurs have done that before. The um the uh um pistons did that with andre drummond now that's a good example right with the spurs you put your faith in them and you trust it right because they've got that track record the pistons drummond did it and then that whole organization became a mess so so there's your balancing points right where it's (laughs) like well it worked out good once and now it you know has not worked out so good
0: (laughs) so how does um how does him taking a deal impact them possibly signing out so i think they say if he did if he waited they wouldn't have had to give up anybody but now since he's locked in for the money they will have to trade a couple pieces that summer if he would to agree to sign
1: yep yeah so it doesn't remove the possibility it just puts work on um the heat front office to be able to do it uh, makes it a little harder um yeah. well what they ended up doing with um with that was he would have had a cap hold of about 15 million Um, Now he's going to be on the books for about at least 28 million um, for next season. So when, so that, you know, knocks 13 million off. So they just got to go find 13 million more. That may end up costing them a player they'd rather keep um you know then not but but the reality is you know i you know i know there are heat fans who will say you know no you can't trade tyler hero if you're getting Giannis, you trade tyler you drive him right to the airport and say good luck in milwaukee uncle, so or, <laughs> wherever you're trading them to and then uh you know you bring in Giannis. so yeah that that's all they just got a little they've, they've got now some work to do um mm-hmm. to to make it happen
0: right so, how much would they have to – so, Giannis is going to make, what, across the match. So, it, so would his match be more since he signed with a new team, or would it still be around roughly as how much Bam makes? The,
1: the fir, it's going to be more than Bam. So, so mm-hmm. Max salaries are split into tiers. Um, There's three different tiers based on experience. So, Bam's is 28 Million. Um, Giannis's would be if he re signs with the Bucks, um, like if he does it right now, he can get 39 million. Um, yeah, since he's
0: um has goodness. the MVPs and the defensive Correct. player of the year. So he yep. hit, all, hit all his incentives though. Yeah, that's the, it. Um, so he, he's too. hit
1: all the qualifiers. Yep. Yeah. So then then if he um if he signs with somebody else, it's a first year salary of 33.7 million. Jeez. Um, you know, as, as well what he getting. <laughs> so you know, five five point six million, but you know, once you're talking thirty Plus million dollars at five point six, you don't worry about that if if you grab it. Yeah, them, pretty so. much. <laughs> <At> all, right.
0: <laughs> right. So they will Yeah. So they would realistically have to cut at least like Robinson and Hero or Hero and. At least one other guy. Yeah, at least
1: two they, guys are on Yeah, they've just got to make make some moves to to make it happen if that's what they want to do. It's not it's not impossible because the way they structured all their contracts this off season is everybody has team options that they brought yeah. in. Um, Bam is the only guy they've signed that has yeah. <laughs> money that carries beyond this year. Um, outside mm. of Precious Sichua, who they drafted in the first round, so they're yeah. only guaranteed salaries on their books. Are Precious Sichua bam jimmy butler and then um casey who was a second round pick a couple years ago so what 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 you'd be looking at there is you probably then you start you know that's where you start playing on um, you know some of the cap games with a guy like Goran dragic where it's like all right we're going to renounce you we're you know we're not going to keep your free agent rights but then a year from now yeah, you know, we'll re you know, we'll re-sign you to a small deal and then we'll take care of you again a year from now. Um, you know, you could do that too with um, you know, guys like um uh you know uh Myers Leonard if you wanted to, Andre Godala, yeah. you know, those kind of guys. But yeah, they, they 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 can get there. It's just you know, as I've been kind of putting it to people is they made it a little bit harder on themselves, but that's a good smart front office, they'll figure it out if they need to.
0: Yeah, But yeah, and they kind of had to. Do that anyway too. Like so that's your star player. You don't want to straddle the lines of making him a little unhappy. So
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that, that's it. You said it before too. It can be tough to ask a guy, you know, hey, can you yeah. wait? Um, the other thing is Bam and Giannis have the same agent. So mm-hmm. you better believe there's some uh some Yo, uh,
0: tampering? Go you ahead know. And say it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's
1: tampering necessarily, but but I think it's a little more of a let's call it information sharing, because um, <laughs> I don't think anybody from the Heat is openly going to come out and start, uh, oh, no. start, um, you know, re- re- recruiting. Um, you know, uh, uh, Giannis, I think it's more, um, you know, let's uh, you know, hey, what's going on long term? You know, what's that kind of happening? And yeah, and that's just a conversation between friends, right?
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Plus, if it um, it's off the books, we can't hear about it. So, yeah, almost like it never happened, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of, kind, of, kind of what you do. One of those where it's like, wait, what? No, no, we didn't talk about that.
0: <laughs> And another so, guy, um, Mitchell, Sondheim. go ahead there.
2: Go ahead, no, I was just going to ask, like, um, if they're, if, for example, if they were actually trying to target Giannis, then their hopes of even targeting Bradley Beal, that's pretty much out the window, right?
1: Yeah, there's not a reasonable path to bringing in all those guys. Yeah. Um, not, I mean, one or none. you could get there if you could convince uh, Washington to do a, you know, with sign and trades and, and uh, those okay. kind of things where you start sending guys out, um, you know, uh, via, via sign and trade, you, you could make, make things like that happen. It just gets, you know, that once you start getting, you know, I always tell people it's hard enough to make, you know, two people making a trade for one player, one way, and one player, another way mm-hmm. it is um, that is hard enough. Start adding in, all right, well, what about a third team? What about signing trades? What about this? What about that? Now that's why you can see teams, you know, teams don't make sure tra- it's not your fantasy league, right? Where you just start right. flipping right. guys all <laughs> over the place because you're bored in the office one afternoon. It's like, let's talk trade, man. I got nothing yeah. to do. You know, it's like, let's do that. It's, you know, this takes, takes time. The other thing you got to remember too, is these are real human beings right. so you you know if you're uh, you know start talking you know hey yeah we could do a sign and trade and we'll send uh you know this guy this guy and then we're gonna do a tyler hero to the wizards and then tyler hero hears that you better believe he's going in a, you know pat riley andy ellisberg the front office and saying mm-hmm. you know hey what you know what's the deal like, yeah. Like we, you know, am I being traded? Like, like what are we doing here?
0: Right. Um,
1: so yeah. So that's that's just kind of you know where it uh where where it
0: goes. Right. That's um like what Danny had to do with um Jalen and Tatum last year during mm-hmm. um the AD scenario. Yeah. Where he said around the um deadline he had to put them in like some time in advance to kind of like talk them off the ledge a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And guys don't like that, right? Because it's yeah. it's tough. I'll never forget. I was um there was a lot of people were going crazy when Serge Ibaka got traded to Toronto um, from Orlando for, for Terrence Ross. And there were a lot of magic fans that are like, you know, why is he not, why is Ibaka not already in Toronto, physical done, ready to go? Because Ross couldn't play for the magic for like an additional day because they had them um, because Abaca hadn't reported to Toronto yet. You know, and I had to con- consistently remind people, like, hey, let's, let's, uh, I'll take a deep breath here because what's going on with this guy is, um, you know, uh, you know, Ibaka is picking up and moving from Florida to Toronto. It's a whole, nother, it's a whole other, it's whole other country, right? Yeah. Like, like let's not forget that part of it. <laughs> you know, and there's all this stuff of where people need to, to, to go to. You know, get all this figured out. It's not as easy as just you yeah. know. Well, you're there. You know, and I think people look at it as, man, I made the trade on 2K, and the guy played the next game for me. It's
0: like, yeah, well, right. yeah
1: that's 2K. <laughs> that's not real life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And those are have to find housing on the fly too. So they exactly. have um, their yeah. families and stuff. Yeah. And, you, and like you said, I know another country. So now it's the clearances that you have to fill out to move into another country.
1: Exactly. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of stuff that goes into it that I don't I right. think, you know, it just gets easily forgotten <laughs> that these are real people and it's not a, it's not easy to just pick up, you know, and then people fire well they're millionaires, I don't care. Yeah, they don't make it any easier. <laughs> you know, there's still stuff that needs to exactly. happen.
0: Yeah. You know, so yeah. Right. And um another guy who signed attention, on Mitchell, aren't um aren't the jazz kind of have to make the decision on go bear pretty soon too?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. So Gobert's, uh, in the last year of his contract, so he is mm. extension eligible as well.
0: And he's um, super so he could, eligible uh, too, isn't he?
1: Uh, yeah, he is. Cause oh, he's got uh, the uh, <laughs> defensive player of the year award. So he's not going to get that though.
0: No, absolutely not. <laughs> Hell no. Yeah,
1: so, so that's not going to happen, but, but he's still going to get paid, you know, a good, big contract. Cause he, you know, he's still very, very good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're going to ultimately see, um, you know what happens with him because there's a question of if you're the jazz you know you've got pretty good money invested in some of your role players like Bodanovich, ingles uh clarkson favors uh, mike Connolly for this year at least um you know so then do you want to lock into mitchell and then go bear for um you know five uh you know you know for a ton of extra money like, like that. that's where it starts to question like how deep in the luxury tax are you willing to go for this jazz team
0: and they're a small market team and they're on a the clock to keep mitchell happy at this point yeah so yeah i mean yeah.
1: now now you're on a little bit less of a clock i mean i guess you're on a you're on a four-year clock now yeah. because yeah. you just got him for you know four additional years at least he's got that player option so you know he, he could uh you know step up but yeah it's um yeah, it's, it's one of those things where anytime you're a small market team and you've got a superstar, you want to keep putting teams around them to keep pushing things forward so that they keep winning and they don't have a desire to go anywhere else.
0: Absolutely. So that's going to be a pretty interesting one to watch. Uh, doesn't Buddy want out the Kings or something like that?
1: Yeah, oh, well, I mean, that, I that was I... out there. I think <laughs> I think that was more when they had Donovich, too. <laughs> Yeah you, know, all, okay. yeah, you know, and that that was starting to get a little crowded in that backcourt and all those things. You know, it's one of those things where a lot of guys want a lot of stuff in the uh, off season. And then as you get into training camp, you know, everybody's happy, and it's like, I just want to be here. You know, it, you you do become, uh, um, you know, um, you, you do become appreciative when the one guy comes in, he's like, "No, nah, man, I said I want to trade it, you know, months ago, and that hasn't changed here. <laughs> yeah. right. uh, I think you're good with that."
0: Last but not least, of course, Tatum, Ascension. So that kid's in that's next year. So yep. what does the Celtics cap outlook for the Nets, let's say, three years since they have at least him, Jalen, and Kimba, and also Smart is up after that next, after next season. Yeah.
1: yeah, you're not going to – the Celtics aren't going to have cap space for for a while. It, yeah. It's going to be a little bit – it's probably going to be at least a good three more seasons. Tom. Um, you know, unless they start making moves where you see Kemba off the team for, uh, you know, for with nothing coming back, um, and those kind of things, those would be what you would be looking at there. <clears throat> but what I would say with that though is, um, highly unlikely, right? Right, that that's not going to happen. Um, you know, he's too important to, to the team, and then you've got uh, you know, Tatum coming in, uh, Brown's on his, you know near max extension it's so close it might as well be a max <laughs> you know like you said you've got um smart will need a new contract after next season um, yeah. this coming one so he's got two more years under contract and then to whatever they do with this trade exception if you bring in a guy who makes 20 million you know that adds to it so so what the Celtics are going to be more concerned with going forward is you know room and dodging in and around the luxury tax then yeah. they are going to be a, they're not going to be a cap space team for years to come
0: right and which said i want to say like a year or so ago that he would pay the luxury tax or would be fine with it if um they do have a real chance of contending
1: yep he did he did yeah he's been consistent on that he and that goes all the way back to when they first bought the team is that they'll pay for a winner they're 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 happy to pay the luxury tax now they're not the Warriors, right? No. Nobody's paying you know hundreds of millions of dollars in luxury yeah. tax except for Golden State, and that's that's a unique. Yeah, they're paying for, unique, yeah. they're,
0: they're paying for um, loyalty at this point. So yeah, yeah, and
1: there's a that's a unique situation that kind of no, came together. that You'll never see uh, come together like that again, probably. But you know, I think for the Celtics, if they needed to go ten to fifteen million dollars into the tax, yeah. I think you could easily see them do that
0: right so what we'll, um so for smartness do do you see him commanding um at least 20
1: yeah it's gonna be tough because what what is marcus now he's 26 so he'll and he's at 27 yeah. this year 28 so he's 20, making you know, for
0: 12 13 million a year so He's uh, he's at 13 right
1: and a half and then 14.3 um the year after mm. so my guess is probably somewhere around the 15, 16, you know, maybe you start him around 18 and then you have that deal decline as mm-hmm. it goes. Um, that That's more of a way to kind of take care of him because the thing you worry about with Marcus too, is the way he plays, is he going to hold up? Right. You, know, yeah. you know, I mean, he already always misses 10 to 15 games a year. Um or you know at least should um because he'll play you know another ten to fifteen where he shouldn't play um you know because injuries so so yeah that that gets tough um with him so you know but. Just kind of viewing where where the league is headed, uh, I, th- I think that's what you're kind of looking at is pr- probably something in that um, you know 18000000 million dollar range in um, first year salary, and the Boston would do well to front load that and have it decline, um, just to kind of as his play drops off, they're taking care. Yeah.
0: Of him, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and he's um,
2: I got got there. Uh, no, I was gonna say, do you like see guys like Grant or? or... Maybe even Tremont like getting a big extension when it's that time. Cause that's gonna be like another three years from now, right? Yeah.
1: I mean Waters, he he's only got one more year on the two way and then they gotta after this year they gotta kinda do something with him to either put him on the roster or not. I think that a lot of that will come down to how Peyton Pritchard <laughs> develops this year. If if he you know looks pretty good, then I think you feel good about what you got at point guard and you probably let Tremont Waters go somewhere we can have a bigger role. Um if Pritchard doesn't look so good, then yeah, you probably look to bring bring uh, Waters back on the team. Um, you know, Grant Williams, I mean he's still got two, you know. This year plus two more years on his rookie scale, so he's got a little bit. Uh, same with Langford, obviously they're on the same timeline. Right. Um, and then it's Robert Williams is after this, you know, coming season it's he'll be,
0: you know,
1: a year from now. Well, not a year from now, but it, next summer, yeah. um, you know, Robert Williams will be, uh, you know, extension eligible, and we'll see what happens, you know, with him. Uh, this this is probably a big year for him, health and development wise, um, yeah. because it seems like every time he is just finally starting to get going he, you know, bruises yeah. his hip and then he's out for three weeks,
0: right. and, you right. know,
1: he, you know, bangs up his back and then he's, you know, out for, you know, a week and a half. And, you know, I think that's um, more so than anything else made it tough for Brad Stevens to trust him with more than, you know, 10, 15 minutes a game, um, because yeah. it's just, you know, you don't know if he's going to be there or not. So, so this is a big year for him. I, I think, you know, um, Tristan Thompson will be big for him. I think he can really, definitely. Um, from Tristan Thompson quite a bit of, you know, how to, how to be, you know, a pro and, you know, deal with some things. And then, you know, uh, uh, time Lords got the, uh, you know, he's got athletic abilities that Tristan Thompson wishes he had. Right. So, So that's, um, you know, I mean, he can learn all the tricks in the trade tricks of the trade from Thompson. And then he can do his, uh, you know, he can do his, um, his thing from, uh, you know, then apply his athleticism on top of that.
0: Definitely, definitely. Right. Oh, that's what we're going And um somebody mentioned earlier a guy, who was it? Jeremy Grant got what almost close to 20 million a year? Yeah. A little yeah. under. So what is <laughs> so what does him getting that deal do for the market of like just higher quality role players or starters, I guess?
1: Yeah, it's um next year is gonna be one of those years where we see a lot of guys get contracts where you're like, wait, who? <laughs> for how much? Um, because you're going to, about half of the league is probably going to have cap space in um, a meaningful amount of it too. Yeah. Um, and then there, while it's a very good free agent class, if everybody kind of opts out and becomes free agents that can be, that that goes very quickly, right? We, we always see that um, in those years. Like Think about last summer, right? There was all these great free agents, mm-hmm. but there was, let's say, 10 really good free agents. Once they were off the board, there were still like seven teams like, well, we still have cap space and now mm-hmm. now who do we spend it on? And now that's yeah. when you have the Knicks, you know, signing 38 power forwards for $10 million a year, right? So it becomes, you know, with a guy like Jeremy Grant, <clears throat> what now though players and agents are thrilled about is, they can look at it and say, here's a guy who is a part-time starter. Um, you know, he's good, but he's not great. You know, and he got 20 million a year, my guy's worth at least, you know, 15 you know, yeah, if that, that's where you're going to you know if you're uh you know if you're a um you know mid, kind of mid-tier free agent uh next offseason that's the guy you're kind of pointing towards because you're you're kind of getting out there and saying whoa hey wait a minute if you're gonna pay this guy this much you know this is this is what my guy's worth and then never mind the guys who are a little bit better than grant mm-hmm. right those guys, are gonna, oh, the guys are gonna be coming in like like imagine if a guy like Otto porter bounces back and has a good year with <laughs> the And as a free agent, he's going to be like, "Give me that Jeremy Graham money plus."
0: Yeah, absolutely. uh,
1: You know, I'm not cool with you know making you know twenty twenty five million or whatever.
0: Yeah, and that was my thing with Smart being a free agent the year after that's till I say if guys that are like I guess on his tier of impact or a little below are making fifteen or twenty a year, and that carries over in the next summer, then when it's his time, he's he might really be looking to cash him. That's his priority. Yeah, now good the good though. thing
1: for the Celtics is by the time we get to 2022, because all those teams will spend all that cap space in 2021, yeah. there won't it won't be the same market. Right. They, nice. they won't be able to um spend quite the same way. Now on the flip side of that, you've got smart saying, Yeah, but you got my bird rights. Like you take care of me. Who cares what other teams can do? Right. You know, so that's that's you know, and his um contract that he's on now didn't exactly go yeah, it wasn't poorly, but it didn't go real smooth either. Yeah, that's Remember, what um, it dragged out a little while.
0: It did. Yeah, so. we was I was talking to Dotsy about it. That's what yeah. happened. Um his last contract. he yep. tried to Two years hold out ago. a little yeah. bit, but yep. like the market he thought was there for himself wasn't there. Yep. Dried which eventually up. led him to like I wanna say we but we were like well into summer league by the time he actually re-signed.
1: Yep. yep. Yeah. yeah. So
0: his market wasn't there, then he then he eventually re-signed for what was like a little bit of a town or whatever so this is yeah what you about want 13 anyway, million an average a year yeah yeah
1: yeah and that, that's what's smart too is um you know that there's this any guy like him you know you got to look at it and say what's his value around the league versus value to the celtics yeah. because right now no team in the league is going to value him more than the celtics we see that in trade talks right sure. yeah, um yeah. you guys probably see on twitter or on message boards or wherever people are like yo yeah you know they should trade Marcus Smart and, you know, Kemba Walker for this guy. And everybody's like, can't give up those two. You know, what are you crazy? You know, Marcus Smart, what are you insane? You know, and it's like, and then people like, because all they see is, you know, the one game where he went 0 for 13 against their team.
0: Right, yeah, you know, right,
1: um, right, right. they don't see the games, you know, where he goes five for five from deep and makes, you know, 50 defensive plays that no one else in the league makes at his size. Yeah, and they, no, those are the things you, you know, um, when you watch him every single game, um, you appreciate him so much more, um, you know, than the, the average fan is only, you know, catching him you know, every every two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. um it's their team or on a national televised game um so yeah that's that's the other thing you get away too and then then again his injury history his age those are things uh, that are
0: kind of working his out. um his ceiling too if this is it yeah exactly or yeah. He's how to much more is he going to
1: develop exactly yeah. yeah yeah once you get to be you know 26 27 it's pretty rare that that guys develop Well, i think you know for for smart he is um you know, he's now turned himself into a you know, pretty good shooter. He, he's mm-hmm. you know a little streaky, but you know he, he made shots. So I, I think you know that that is um you know something that is you know important with him.
0: Definitely,
2: definitely. Yeah. So uh, contracts that seem to be immovable at this point. <laughs> Russell Westbrook and Harden, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's not even dry <laughs> John wall
0: yeah
2: um do you see those guys getting traded except we've we've heard of course the the, the talk about Westbrook <laughs> or Harden possibly moving um or wanting out and and a rumor about John wall actually uh saying that he wanted to be traded when that he came out and denied it um do you see a possibility of any three of those guys uh, being traded
1: yeah, it gets tough now. No, no. Here's it right. at the NBA. No contracts, truly untradeable. Right. We we see even the worst contracts get moved. Um, but what gets tough now is we are we're only a couple weeks away from teams. They don't have those extra roster spots. Right. Everybody can go up to twenty man rosters right now, um, because it's the off season. So that gives you a little bit of flexibility. Right. Look at Oklahoma City. Right. They've got twenty guys on their roster right now um you know just because all the trades and shuffling that they've done um so they could make a move where they could send you know four or five guys out um but once you get into the season you can't really do that the other thing is you know let's let's use our uh, russ as an example you know 40 million plus Mm -hmm. that you're talking unless you've got another 40 unless it's you know russ for john Wall, which works straight up yeah um you're talking you're having to send out probably three four five guys in salary matching to make that trade work
2: right so right.
1: then what happens is now you have gutted your depth houston probably has to wave a bunch of guys just to fit in <laughs> all the guys they are getting yes um, you know or you got going to find a third team that has magically an open roster spot or two so it gets really complicated to move those giant contracts once you're in season um no. I think what we're going to see happen here is now let's look at the way the rockets in particular are building out their roster. Right. They're not exactly taking on a bunch of guaranteed contracts here. Mm-hmm. Um you know at the for let's call roster spots 10 through 15. Um they they've left themselves pretty flexible. Right. in that situation so i think what you're going to see with the um with the uh rockets is if they wanted to do a james harden trade to let's just say brooklyn where brooklyn sends them four or five guys they'll be able to absorb him a lot easier right mm-hmm. they, they can bring those guys in because they'll just move off those guys who are at the very end of the bench right. and that's how they'll, they'll move into that but but doing those big salary trades you just don't see them in season because right. it's just so hard to put together I do think they'll move. I just think it's probably more likely next season. Now, it's Harden, too, right? If you got to figure it out, of course you're doing it because it's James Harden. You
0: know,
1: the rest of those guys, yeah, it's a little more questionable. You know, if you (laughs) want to give up half your team to go get a guy like that.
0: Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Another big name that's going to be on the market, I said, um, Giannis. So what is the next year? So if you're in the bus front office, what is the what is this next season looking like for you?
1: Well, you're hopefully signed to the Supermax <laughs> now that he's back,
0: right? Yeah, that takes it off the table, and you, you don't have
1: to do anything else. Yeah. Um, I think the the challenge for the Bucks is, is you know, I mean, you know, it's a uh, 2020, and as much as this year's been awful, we have the technology to do all sorts of document signing, and you don't got to be in the same room. Exactly. Um, that said there was always this sense that until he got back from Milwaukee, this was going to drag out a little bit. My guess, and from talking to people around the league is you don't make that kind of all in drew holiday trade, unless you feel really good that Giannis is going to sign because otherwise, if you trade all your future first round picks, Giannis doesn't sign and then he leaves. You're, Uh, you're done, right? You're, you're out the door. There's no chance you know, that front office is gonna to last to be the the guys who make the next round of picks. Mm. So what I think you're looking at um with with Milwaukee is their hopeful Yana signs. If he doesn't, it's gonna be a question daily of um you know every time they go on the road and they meet with the media somewhere else, <laughs> it's gonna be you know, hey, what are you thinking about free agency? You know, to the yeah. point where it's going to get old and he's not going to want to answer it. And
0: they're especially not gonna the Miami's for
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and yeah, <laughs> Miami, Dallas, Toronto, all yeah. those places that are, you know, left a kind of a spot open for him. um You know, those are the places where, you know, you're going to be just kind of trying to figure that out if you're him. But yeah, it's definitely going to be messy. <laughs> um, you know, and you, you want to get him signed if you can. Um, now, a lot of people say, well, would you trade him if you can't? They've held to. They won't.
0: Absolutely do not. do
1: that. Um, because, yeah, because they think what well, you're hopeful is even if he doesn't sign, you're hopeful you can still go win a championship. And despite exactly, falling yeah. short the last couple of years, they're going to be in the mix. So you're hopeful that he can push um, push you there. And then at the end, it's, it's very hard for a guy to walk away from a title team.
0: Right. I say all the time, the real elite guys, you never trade without them verbally saying you want to trade. Yeah. The LeBrons, yeah. the KDs, the Yanders, AD last year. AD, yeah. Unless they say out their mouth to you, yeah. I want to trade, you do not trade them. No matter, you ride, you ride the ship to the Saints.
1: And no he, even what. then, your answer might be, well, that's that's good. There's a lot of things I want that I'm not getting to. So yeah, exactly. exactly. I want you to <laughs> like, stay. How about that? Yeah, like you with know?
0: um, uh wanting to trade with yeah. two years off on his contract. No, you don't trade Harden off no. No. No, yeah. yep. no. Nah, nah. You ride until it, it seems, baby.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. Yeah, you have to with those guys. Otherwise, you're, you're
0: in big trouble. Yeah, sure. You'll never get another one.
2: So how now the Bogdanovich sign and trade deal that did not happen with Milwaukee. How uh, impactful do you think that actually is to them re-signing Giannis?
1: Yeah, that's pretty big. Um, you know, all reports are that those two guys wanted to play together. Um, that they, they, they're, you know, buddies from overseas that they had been kind of talking about teaming up. So, so that that's definitely a challenge um, you know, for, uh, for, you know, them, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see, you know, um, you know, if that, if there's any carryover, I guess, I think it is a little, um, you know, a little bit of a challenge for them to be, um, you know, to, to rebuild from that because they, they just don't have the, um, they, they just don't have the, how do I put it? Um, they, they don't have the depth, you know, within that roster now right. to feel really good you know, about right. what they've got. They, they did an okay job bouncing back with guys like DJ Augustine, Bobby Portis, uh, Torrey Craig on the minimum was a great get for them. Yeah. So they got good players, but part of what made that team so special a year ago was their depth you know they went 11, 12 guys deep in real mm-hmm. NBA players. Right. So anytime somebody was out with you know a, a rolled ankle and they were gonna miss a couple games, they just kept chugging along. Now as you look at it, it's a little more like uh, you know how, how are we gonna you know get by especially up front? I mean their front court depth is laughably bad. Yes. It's you know Bobby Portis is the only big of value coming off their bench. And the other challenge is they've removed just about every ability that they had. To get better because they're working under the hard cap. Mm-hmm. Now um, they're also, um, you know, they, they they just have limited trade assets. You know, it's kind of Dante Divincenzo, and that's about it. So, mm-hmm. so it's going to be really tough for this team <laughs> to to improve. I, I think what they did is they made themselves better, in their starting group worse off their bench. And ultimately, that may mean that they are a little bit closer to the rest of the Eastern Conference as a regular season team than mm-hmm. they were previous.
0: Yeah. Right. But it might help them in the playoffs because I think their issue in the playoffs was going too deep when you should have. Absolutely. The start yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, when you're getting into that, Matt, that, later in that Magic series and that Miami series, and they're talking about how Giannis and Middleton can't play 35, 40 minutes a night, that's like, what, what are we doing here? So, yeah, right. so they take, they take, take a few guys away and they have to do that in the regular season. Uh, you should be good to ask them to you know then do that in the playoffs you know the other thing though there is something said if they have to push a little harder in the regular season are they still feeling as good when you get to the postseason exactly. so you know there's always a give and take but yeah they, they um yeah they're i have a lot of issues with the way the bucks are uh, run up top <laughs> yeah. um you know and it doesn't i think they are built to be a fantastic regular season team then once you get to the playoffs a little bit of a different game and i don't know that they're built to to handle that
2: yeah because uh, my my uh i think for me the the first domino was uh malcolm brogdon going to indiana yeah. not being a yeah, uh, staying there that to me was probably the thing that really you know hurt them the most because now, now you're, you're looking at what drew holiday and, and Chris Middleton as your other guys, like that's, I don't don't see it. (laughs) Well, I (laughs) I mean,
1: Chris Middleton's really good.
2: Yeah. Um, You know, so I
1: I will give,
2: you know, him all
1: the credit in the world. He's been one of my favorite guys for a long, long time, but I do think it is, uh, you know, I I do think it is a little, um, you know, tricky with them now. Yeah. Their challenge now is the guy goes down, You know, for long term or anything like that, they're really in trouble. Okay. Cause they're just just not going to, they, yeah. Now, what do you do? You know, you just don't have that depth.
0: Then you got to put it on a little extra um, load on Giannis during the regular season.
2: Exactly. And you
0: might, and he's only been playing barely 30 minutes a game the past two years during the regular season. Right. So now that might, you don't even know if that might frustrate him a little bit, especially if they incur some, a little extra losses than they've been used to. So, it's so a slippery
1: yeah. slope. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Crazy. <laughs> Don't <look that> <laughs> not. No. Why not how said, quick. No. It
1: changes in the NBA too, right? Yeah. Like it yeah, looked like exactly. that team was going to be on top for a while, and then all of a sudden, you're, uh, you know, here we are, and you're, you're not there. So yeah, <laughs> no, I hear you, man. It go, it goes quick. You know, it's, it's like, it, it, you know, people think you're going to be on top forever, and it just, you know, it doesn't work out that way very
0: often. Yeah, Case we'll in point, to the thunder and yeah, okay. and go to stay We thought The Warriors had at least another like three years in them. But now it's looking all... like injuries and kind of kind of yeah. really permanently killed the dynasty. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. No doubt. But you enjoy these things while I last so but So that was a fun. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sure. But all right, Chief, we appreciate you showing. And to end every show, we do a top five segment where I ask the guests five questions specifically for them. All right. I'm uh, not five questions, but um, there are five favorite on a couple of questions. There we go. Okay. Good. Right, so, here's some questions straight for you. Ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Uh, as used with the generic basketball question, let me get your um five favorite players. You can either do current or ever. So, when you choose.
1: Uh, well, whatever you want to
0: do. Um, Give your five all-time players, five favorites. Not the best, but uh, the favorites.
1: All right. So, just my favorite players. um larry bird uh Mm -hmm. michael jordan um god this is blasphemous but magic Um, (laughs) growing up in in boston but i loved watching magic play man that high dribble like like that i just man i love that um (laughs) kg and then um I'll go with another guy because I was I was uh, one of the tall kids for a long time, um, <laughs> or, uh, Kevin McHale. Um, oh, nice. I loved watching Kevin McHale play.
0: There we go, nice. All right, let me get your five favorite TV shows.
1: Oh, five favorite TV shows. Um, The Office. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I got a fellow Office fan there. Yes, um, uh, it's tough. Um, Game of Thrones before the end, right?
0: because um, I love Game of, ruin, ruin that. Yeah, Game yeah, of Thrones, yeah. great. I didn't get past. Um, I stopped at season six, and everybody said the last two seasons, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> you,
1: you, you're probably okay. The very last, <laughs> just imagine it in your head, and that's probably better, right? Um, what thought. <laughs> um, geez, uh, I'm not, a, I, there's TV shows I like, but I'm not like a huge, um, t- TV show guy, um. Yes.
0: That's fine. Three more you like then. I said your yeah, favorite. Yeah,
1: let me. Uh, I it, it's done now. But The Big Bang Theory, I like that. <laughs> um, Modern Family was a favorite for me and my wife. good right. one. Um, yeah, we're not big on like serious stuff. Like it, it it's more funny.
0: Right,
1: that's fun uh, <laughs> I'll well i'll give you one right now um this it's absolute trash television and no one should ever watch it but we, we've been watching a lot of below deck i don't know if you've ever watched oh, this show yeah oh my god what, what an absolute dumpster fire of a tv show but it's like you watch one episode and the next thing you know your your whole day has been spent watching these people it's like what is wrong with you how do you live like this? <laughs> so, so I'll, I'll throw that one on the
0: list oh uh, nice no, and all right last one your five favorite musicians
1: um he's uh stuff too um my favorite my all-time favorite is the beastie boys um cool. really like the counting crows um Public enemy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um I'm all over the board here. Uh, <laughs> probably the next one's probably Dave Matthews band. So like I'm alternating between rap groups and uh, you know, uh, uh, rap, pop, I don't know what they call them. <laughs> <probably> um, about- <laughs> and then I don't know. I don't think I have another one.
0: <laughs> I you can't do want-
1: another one off the top of my head.
0: <laughs> 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 That's all about we appreciate you coming out. Oh us of stuff. course, man. Great no, defense. thank you for having me. Anytime. I appreciate anytime, it. Man. We really enjoyed you. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you, guys.
0: Have a good one. Definitely.